Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today here on the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Natalina. Today, we're going to be speaking with Chris Freitag. She's been inspiring audiences with her message of health and wellness for more than 20 years, and it is her mission to help you, you and I, get better every single day. She encourages people to take ownership of their health and fitness, and she really defines what it means to be healthy. What do we need most in our health? Today in our episode, we talk about this idea of being perfect, how we need to out-train a bad diet and untrain our mind and train it the right way. And she really dives into the glorification of women in media and how we've kind of lost perspective of what it really means to be healthy. This is an amazing episode. Anyone can listen to it and please pass it on because it really dives into what health is. And we definitely need to get back on that track as a society. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show. We always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So go ahead and tell us about yourself and all the amazing things that you're currently doing. (laughs) Well, thank you. And it's so nice of you to have me on this podcast. So I really appreciate it. Um, So a little bit about me. I'm a health and fitness expert. I started in my career as a journalist. I graduated from college in the early 80s. And at that point, there was no such thing as a fitness career. And I was very interested in journalism and writing and broadcasting and all that fun stuff. Keep in mind, there were no computers at that time or cell phones. (laughs) Um, But I just, I loved communication in general. So I started my career that way. But right when I got out of college in 1987, um, that's when women first started lifting weights in the gym. And that really excited me. So long story short, I started dabbling and teaching classes at night. And then I got my personal training certification. And then I just transferred over full-time to fitness. Did that for a good decade where I trained people and taught classes and made videos and did stuff like that. And then I slowly but surely, as my third child turned one, started to um, marry my journalism back with my fitness. So that's kind of been the path of my career. I could have never imagined that I'd be running my main business is a streaming website for workouts. And, you know, when I graduated from college, I always tell younger people this, I could have never imagined that because there was no such thing as the internet. So Mm. (laughs) let your, let your career flow, just see where your passion takes you. But I've just been super passionate of educating people. I grew up in a family of educators and um, my dad always drilled into our head. When you know better, you do better. And so that's always been my thing with health and fitness that I've been so passionate about sharing especially with women, I tend to cater my, my brand and audiences geared towards women um, to help them better understand what health is all about and their bodies and their mind and all that good stuff so that they can make um, educated decisions as opposed to just hopping on the latest craze or fad or health kick or diet or workout program or whatever that is. Um, so anyway, that's a little bit about my background. I've written books. I've done a whole bunch of different stuff, worked in TV, and now I'm just super passionate about helping women online. 
So just out of curiosity, and I know you, thank you for sharing a little bit about your journey. What specifically, um, you know, has you in, I guess, the health world? Was there something specific that, or was it just a fascination that you've always had that, you know, you decided to merge the two worlds of journalism and health? Well, as a kid, I was always interested in health and fitness. I mean, strangely, I mean, and my mom was a great cook, you know, she always emphasized eating healthy. Um, But I took a liking to um, being active. And I started, I became a runner when I was in high school. And actually it was not for weight loss. And I honestly, as I look back, didn't even really realize that it was really mental therapy. I just knew that when I went running and when I ran and I just kind of let myself go and it was mental therapy mental therapy for me. I felt better. So when I went to college, like I said, I told the counselor, I, you know, I'm interested in fitness. And she looked at me, she goes, well, that's not a career path. What, you know, pick a career. And that's how I got into journalism because that was kind of my second love. But once I got out of college and saw everybody starting to lift weights and dance aerobics actually became fitness and all that stuff, you know, I I started to let my, um, my passion, you know, of fitness start to create a career. And then I married the two back together. Mm, I love that. So I'd love to jump in. Um, I mean, and you, and you know, this women as a whole tend to beat themselves up a little bit more when it comes to their health. Um, and that's because we see it in so many different ways. You know, we see it as having the bikini body or we seeing it as a number on the scale. And I know that you do such a great job of really redefining what it is to be truly healthy and to really get healthy. Um, and I know you, you talk a lot about, you know, mindset and how this is so important to really understanding your health and living a healthy life and not necessarily having the bikini body or being, you know, 121 pounds on the scale. Talk to us a little bit more about, you know, as you're working with women, what are some of the, let's start with some of the things that you see most common in women when it comes to health that aren't the best, and then some problem solving and some solutions that we can, um, that we could start implementing today. Well, I, um, you know, so I think you kind of nailed it on the head that, you know, media has shown women that we need to look great in a bikini. We need to look sexy. We need to look awesome. Our skin needs to be smooth. We're supposed to be perfect. Our hair is supposed to be great. You know, you see good looking men, don't get me wrong, on magazines and stuff like that. But you way more see the glorification of women. And it's really hard to live up to that standard. And what women tend to do is we put ourselves down. Um, We do a lot of negative self-talk. We do a lot of all or nothing thinking, well, screw it. I'm never going to look like that. So I might as well go the whole other way. Um, We do a lot of like shaming of ourselves where we think, oh, everyone else is perfect. All those, you know, people in magazines, they look perfect. So I must be, something must be wrong with me. Um, We do a lot of like, I call it fortune telling where we start to go, you know what? There's no way I can't, I can't achieve that. So I might as well just allow myself to just, you know, have this poor health journey that I don't have to feel so bad about the fact that I can't achieve whatever it is that you're trying to do. We blame ourselves. So we do a lot of, you know, negative self-talk and a lot of negative thinking. And it's really hard on women um, in particular. And one of the things that I always work with women in the beginning on is mindset. You and I were talking about this. I've kind of coined this whole concept of starting with mindset, then meals, and then movement, the three M's I call it. And, you know, everybody expects me just because I've been making uh, fitness DVDs and workouts for 20 plus years. So they always expect me to come out of the gate saying, exercise, start exercising, you know, like that's what, what you should do. And actually that's the last thing I bring up because you can't out train a bad diet or a messed up mind. You, you just can't, you know, uh. so you need to start. I always say you have to start with the mindset and find out you kind of have to do some icky work. And that's, 
um, what I usually start with people with in my online stuff is let's dig deep and find out why we feel this way about ourselves and what we're hiding and why we're self-sabotaging ourselves and what are our deepest shameful feelings and why don't we read, you know, value ourselves and all that stuff. Because once you start to value yourself and realize, you know, Hey, you know, I am worth because a lot of women, you know, we caretake for other people. So once you start to say I am worth it, like, and if I want to take care of others and if I want to live a long life and help my kids or help my friends and neighbors, I've got to be healthy. Um, so once you start to value that, then you start to say, I'm going to start making healthier choices. And then that's where I want to educate people to better understand food, you know, what the meals, all the food they're putting, and then why do they move their body and how to move their body? So that's kind of how I, I've, I approach a, a health journey. And I feel like women just beat themselves up from the get-go, myself included, you know, even as a health fitness professional, you know, for me, Netta, I, you know, I was telling you I'm 52. So I've never been, I was never that trainer that says, oh, I was super fat and I lost a hundred pounds and this is me. I, you know, I've always been into health and I've always been pretty fit. Um, and so as my body has changed in my forties a little bit, but my fifties, holy cow, (laughs) there's a lot of self-acceptance that has to start to happen where you go, Oh, okay, well, this is age, you know, and that's okay. I've got to be okay with it. I've got to talk to myself and make myself understand that that's all right. Like I don't have to be perfect. I'm doing the best I can. And beauty doesn't come from the outside. It comes from the inside. Well, that makes complete sense. And I'm hearing you, you speak and I, and I naturally, um, I relate it to myself, you know, and this whole idea of beating yourself up. And, you know, I personally, I have a trainer, I train all the time, but I have a hard time being consistent and I can't figure out why or where that's coming from. And I'm sure a lot of ladies listening right now probably go through the same thing. It's like, there's these high and low points of, oh yes, I'm doing so good. You know, I lost a couple pounds. I lost some body fat. And then all of a sudden I start sneaking in bad habits or I'm not as consistent. And then I go right back to where I was. And it's like this thing of going up and down, up and down, up and down. And it's how do you become more consistent? Um, and, and how do you start with that in the mind so that you can, you know, keep that, that, that going? So that's interesting because, you, you know, like you just said, a lot of women, maybe I could even go be as bold as to say all women have ups and downs because that's life, you know, especially if you have a job or a career or a family or you're a caretaker for your parents or you, you know, we women just tend to be caretakers in general, you know, you're going to get derailed. You'll be on this path where, oh man, this is working out great. You know, I'm working out five times a week and blah, blah, blah. And then something happens. Someone in your life gets sick or your boss calls you in and you have to go on this crazy, you know, thing for work or whatever, whatever happens. But if you can form habits, habits create consistency. So you have to get past the feelings and you have to get into the habits. And then when you fall off the wagon, if you have created enough of a habit where you go, oh yeah, I missed two days or now I've missed a week or I missed three weeks. You just get back in the saddle because you know, that's what feels good. And you have to allow back to that, you know, self-talk. You have to allow yourself to have those ebb and flow moments. Um, and one of the other things that I always talk about is feelings because, you know, women, we feel a lot. We have a lot of emotions and feelings, which is amazing. And that's what makes us females. But one of the problems is you're never going to feel like doing a lot of things that are healthy just because we're busy people. So you're not going to feel like getting out of bed at 430, maybe not in the morning. <laughs> you're not going to feel like, you know, grocery shopping for an hour every Sunday. You're not going to feel like doing a lot of things. And if you wait till you feel like it, 
you're not going to do it. So sometimes you have to really work on, and this is kind of uh, something that I teach people when it comes to mindset is that discipline is freedom. That's a sentence that I use all the time. Discipline is freedom. If you look at it from politics, if you look at it from a lot of life skills, if you look at it from health, the more disciplined you are in a good way, meaning, you know, I'm disciplined. I get my workouts and I, I eat healthy um, a good percentage of the time. And I, I go with that 80-20 rule. But you know, so if I'm, if I'm a disciplined person, then when I do fall off the wagon or when I do make a change or when I'm not perfect, I'm not rid by guilt or I'm not worried about it because I know that I'm going to get back into the saddle. So I feel this freedom. Like I feel this freedom on the weekend. Like it's okay. So what if I go out and have a couple of drinks and eat a pizza? Like that's fine because I know I'm getting back in the saddle. I don't have that attitude of all or nothing. Like, Oh God, you know, I derailed. Let's just, you know, go farther down into the ditch. I have this feeling that it's like, yeah, no big deal. You know, I'll just get back on my habits. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of mindset work that has to happen to keep people on track. Um, I know I'm throwing a lot of little things in there, but um, it is, it, it is, a. It, well, the one thing I would say is that motivation and, you know, making yourself do certain things is a, and, and being positive, it's a learned behavior. Uh, people say, oh, Chris, you probably came out of the womb positive. Well, Maybe I was, you know, maybe I do have a little genetic code of positivity, but listen, I come from a family of five and we're all different, <laughs> right. but I think that being positive and having this sort of mindset is a learned behavior that everybody has the opportunity to learn. So what are a, a couple things that we can do to really jumpstart our health um, and, you know, get where we want to be again, not only the number on the scale, but how do we, what are a couple, I guess, tactics that you have, um, that we can start implementing now in regards to the mindset, like any specific practice that you would say, okay, let's start with this. Yeah. One of the things I always have people start with is finding, writing, finding out and writing down their deepest whys for wanting to get healthy. And I always say, write down your deepest why, and it can't be weight loss. That's the game I play. You can't write on your piece of paper. I need to lose 20 pounds. Mm. Or I, I, that's why I, I want to get healthy. I just want to lose 20 pounds because if that's your only motivation, it typically will wane. Or if you fall off the wagon, you'll go, whatever I'm done, but you need to find your deepest whys. And when you make people when you make them dig deep internally, they start to come up with stuff like, you know what? I want to get off the meds that I'm taking. I don't want to have to go to the doctor all the time. My joints are killing me. I want to feel healthier. And it's got to be, you know, obviously the byproduct of that is losing weight in many ways. Um, I don't have energy. I'm not sleeping well. Um, I feel guilty half the time. So we, if we get them to come up with why I want to play with my grandkids. I want to do this. I want to do that. Then they start to see a bigger picture and typically weight loss is going to be the byproduct of healthier habits. If you start taking better care of yourself, I would say it's not rocket science for us personal trainers. If I can get people to take better care of themselves, AKA move and eat healthier and think positive, I guarantee you, I can almost put my money down that you'll also lose weight. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And, um, it's, it's, it's a process. Like you said, I'd love to, to know, you know, from your point of view, and I think it'll be really interesting to, to, for you to actually verbalize it is what does healthy look like to you? Because I think there's so many of us that are listening that are like, okay, again, stuck in that mindset of the weight, um, and the scale number and, you know, what I'm looking like on the outside. And I think that, um, you're absolutely right in regards to the why. And that's something that I had to personally go through as well Is like, for me, it used to be the number on the scale. Um, and that never worked, right? Because it, it just wasn't sustainable. 
And then I lost both of my parents, one to heart disease and one to cancer, and I'm not even 35 yet. And that was a whole different why for me, right? Um, that wow, changed yeah. everything. I mean, that's going to be a huge motivator. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to hear from your point of view, you know, what does health really look like and what should it look like? Because I know that when I went through that struggle, my idea of health completely changed because my mom was a model. She was gorgeous. She was tall and she was thin, right? Um, and my dad was not heavy at all. He was fit. So then it really did reset my mind of, okay, that doesn't necessarily mean you are healthy. Being thin, being skinny, having a nice body, you know, weighing a certain amount has nothing to really do with health. Um, so I'd love to just, I'd love to have you as the expert say it out loud for all of us that are still stuck in this narrow minded idea of what being healthy is. Well, one of the things, and, um, you know, you, I love what everything you're saying too, but one of the things that people do is they separate mental health and physical health and they're one and the same. They, they work too closely together to be completely separated. So you need to make your mental health and your physical health work together. And that is the picture of health. They both play into it and living a healthy life. You might be thin genetically. You might be like your mom, tall, thin, you might have a little couple extra pounds, but being healthy is in many cases, it, well, if you look at the word health in the dictionary, it, the word is rid of disease, mm. rid of disease. And I would say that most of us, if I said, Hey, you want to get a couple diseases? They'd be like, ah, no, no, thanks. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> like, who wants that? Um, but diabetes is a lifestyle disease. Heart disease is genetic, but also a life di- a, a lifestyle disease. Cancer, unfortunately gets a lot of healthy people, but listen, I have unfortunately had a lot of close people near and dear to my heart with cancer and a few of them have died and I'm so sorry and I'm sorry for your loss but healthy people often get through things like cancer better because their immune system and their body and their mind are able to take it I have you know I know people who are taking the weirdest um, medicines to deal with a lot of weird things so ridding of disease feeling like you have energy and your mind is clear and you can think every single day feeling like you have happiness. Happiness is tied to health. Happy people have problems, but they just handle them differently. So how do you find that happiness? That all ties into good health. And eventually, if you are eating healthy and moving your body, you start to look a little better because you have a bigger smile on your face, because your skin glows more, because you end up getting more sleep, because perhaps you do lose a little lose a little weight. You start to dress differently because you have more self-confidence. You start to help others in your life and you gain a new sense of self-awareness. So it all ties together. It's, it's not, and that's why I was saying to you before, like, and like you said, when women have come to me over the last few decades and said, I, 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 the only thing I care about is losing 10 pounds. I'm like, well, I can help you lose 10 pounds. As a matter of fact, I can give you a diet and I can get you to lose 10 pounds in a month, but I can guarantee that you'll put it back on because you, you know, like I said earlier, when you know, learn, when you know more, you do better. Um, you know, if you didn't learn anything, I just forced you to, to do a few things over a course of a month. You'll never change. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such an honor to have you on the show. I'd love to have you back and, and dive in a little bit more in regards to women's health. I know you, you do a lot more work on menopause and as your body's changing as you get older as well. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview. Can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Um, well, I would say that probably uh, the author that's had the most massive impact on me is Brene Brown. Um, and I don't know if you've read any of Brene Brown's books, um, 
I actually had the, the, you know, I was so excited. I had the opportunity to see her speak in September. <laughs> it was like my, my um, you know, most exciting moment. But her second book, Daring Greatly, which is all about the courage to deal with vulnerability um, and transform everything about the way we live, the way we love, the way we take care of ourselves, the way we lead others. That was like a very transformative book for me, Daring Greatly. And her fourth book that just came out, Braving the Wilderness is right up there with Daring Greatly for me. Um, and even though she doesn't write about health, she really does because she starts from the whole mental side of it. Right. I'm, I'm actually reading Daring Greatly right now and I, I really enjoy it. So. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> I love it. And what's one value that you've stuck with throughout your journey that's a non-negotiable? Staying authentic. It's been really, you know, in this, in this space, health and fitness, and even back when I was in my 20s and my 30s, um, and then as the internet started to pop up and all these uh, fitness people were, you know, getting tons of followers because they were posting their body up online, and I was like, yeah, I can post my six-pack abs. I could do that. And then I was like, nope, that's not what I'm trying to attract. Mm-hmm. I, and so just staying really authentic to myself and saying, you know, I don't need to do that where I want to come from and telling people the truth about health and fitness, because I feel like people are so confused and they get this high hope, like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose 10 pounds next month. I mean, case in point, two of my best friends are like, I'm on this diet. I'm supposed to lose 14 pounds in 14 days. And I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so it's out there. So staying authentic and true has been my biggest value that I try to live by. And if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it your golden nugget. What would that be? Oh, leave the world with one more message. Um, accept yourself, love yourself first, and then just be kind and good to others. It just makes the world a better place. Yeah. That would be my, my nugget. Absolutely. <laughs> And as you know, the company is Rise Up For You and the podcast is Rise Up For You. When you hear that phrase, Rise Up For You, what comes to mind for you? You know, when I first heard it, when you know you and I first made contact and I thought, oh, what a cool name. Because the first thing that comes to mind is Rise Up For Yourself. Mm. That's what came to me. It's like, you know, Rise Up For You, like believe in you, which is so my mantra. So I was like, ooh, I love this. But it also kind of means like Rise Up For you know, everything in your life. But my first impression was rise up for yourself, like take care of you, believe in you, empower you. And once you empower yourself, you can then help others. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, thank you again so much for joining us today. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? Um, thank you. Well, I'm all over social media with my name, Chris Freitag. Um, the name of my company is Get Healthy, the letter U, TV.com. Um, and that's a streaming website for workouts. And my seven-week e-course is wholebodyreset.com. If anyone is, I, I offer it like three, sometimes, maybe four times, probably three times this year. It's a seven-week um, course guided by me. Awesome. Chris, again, thank you so much for your time. Such an honor to have you on the show. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I really, I'm totally pumped about your brand. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. 
You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, there's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.